May I request us to stand, we pray. Let us pray. Help us, O oh God, as we listen to your word this moment. You are Yahweh, Alpha and Omega. In you we find our being. You are our beginning and our end. Lord, we pray that in this moment when we are in your house, you will speak to us in a special way and all of us will hear your word and obey it. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable before you, O Lord, our rock and our salvation. In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, church. You can be seated. Let us appreciate the Lord. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. God is good. And all the time. And that is his nature. Wow. Yes. I want to bring you greetings from Makueni. Makueni is uh, the lower eastern part of Kenya. It's a semi-arid area, about 200 kilometers away from Nairobi to the coast, and about 300 kilometers before you reach Mombasa, that is the Indian Ocean. Uh, we are happy to be with you in this moment, and particularly I want to uh, thank and recognize the leadership of this diocese, starting from His Grace the Archbishop Stephen, whom I was with, together with your provost in the U.S., attending a meeting where we met for the very first time when he had just been elected as the archbishop. And at that time, the house where he was given to live, uh, I was all in one of the rooms, and he was in the other room, and then we were sharing the sitting room. And uh, that is where he was writing his speech for the, for the installation as the archbishop because he was preparing for that, he had been elected. So we met friends, we became friends, we were given opportunity to speak to the bishop of the Diocese of South Carolina by then, he's retired, Bishop Lawrence, and uh, together with the other 30, 33 bishops from the third world countries, we were given each 70 minutes to say something about your diocese and do some presentation. And him, he presented for the province the province, the Church of Uganda. So I thank God for him. Again, I thank God for your provost, uh, Dr. Rebecca. Uh, in a way, she followed up from us after we left the U.S. and through CMS, Dr. Moses and Bill Ha, whom we have come with, uh, they suggested my name to come and speak here. So I think I thank you so much, uh, Dr. Rebecca. Let us appreciate our provost. I thank you so much, and I'm, I'm really humbled to be here. It's not my first time to be in Uganda. We have come many times. We have a relationship with the Diocese of Mokono. Mokono, they came to Makueni. By then, we were in Machakos Diocese before we were carved from Makueni because we are now celebrating 10 years in Makueni. And before that, the, my predecessor, Bishop Joseph Kanuku, invited Bishop Sebagala through CMS again to come and see Makweni and Machakos. And then uh, they also invited us to come to Mukono. I went to Kayunga and several places. I cannot, I cannot remember everything. And uh, we preached 
I also, last year, was with my wife in Sembei, Dauces, invited by Bishop Paul through SOMA. SOMA is abbreviations of sharing of ministries abroad. And we went to minister there in the hills and we saw the flowing water. For us, when we come around, the, what we see first, us from that other part of the world, what we see first is the green environment. The green environment. We see that and it holds our mind because where we come from, we do not have this green environment except during the rains. And so we wonder whether you can see the green we are seeing and you are making use of the opportunity. Uh, so I don't want to deviate from my message, but I am pushed so much to talk about stewardship and, 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 and the green environment. You'll need to come there so that you may understand. When Bishop Sebakala brought their clergy, and they, there were eight of them, and they came back, I tell you, they were revived. And when we came back again to see them, when I was bishop-elect, I stayed with him. Uh, you, they built two story buildings. Those two story buildings you saw, you see in Mukono, for the church, it was out of when they came, and the sugar cane, the sugar cane uh, 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 the, the land, which was lying idle. Because we told them, we can come here, we stay here from Makueni, or our clergy were about 100 of them, we take them to Makueni, and if they can't raise resources from there, we shall raise resources here in Uganda. We feed ourselves and we feed them. Now, that's how serious it is. You have a good land, you people. You have good land. You need to make use of it. Thank you. So I'm just recognizing what Uganda is, what it means for us when we come, and we are happy. My name has been mentioned, Francis Matui, and by the grace of God, the bishop, but I always give my testimony that which is too personal. I love the Lord as my personal savior. Please underline that. Without that testimony, I cannot be who I am. The Lord makes the difference in me. There is nothing you can listen from me or anything else. Since I left high school, I've been preaching. I did nothing else other than preaching. Because the Lord came into my house uh, life when I was in Form 3, secondary school. And, uh, and Bishop Nzimbi found me somewhere. Now he's retired archbishop within our diocese and said, bring this young man to come and preach and uh, go all over preaching. Because they were thinking I'll be taken over by other denominations. I think later I learned that. But I was very serious in the, in the, within the Anglican church. I said, I'll preach within our church. We want to be revived and serve the Lord. And so all through, I have been involved in missions. Went to college, went to university, all that. We don't mention these things, they are there. But all through, and even today, I have a testimony of things which happened when we started preaching when we were young. When I became bishop in 2016, there is a Lutheran priest who was a missionary in Kenya serving in one of the colleges where we were, St. Andrew's College of Theology and Development, Kabare, and from there we connected. He bought a van, a van, preaching van, a vehicle. And when I became bishop, he renewed it. He said, I know you have passion for mission. So he bought another new van. And we mobilized resources from, from down. And we've been preaching. Today is mission week for this cathedral. A very serious week. 
Very serious, you know, things which are done, serious things. This is one of the serious things in this cathedral. A week of revival. A week of going out. A week of accepting to reach out to others. A week of being revived. Because we are, because somebody else surrendered their life and their time and their resources to plant a church here, to bring missionaries here. And out of that, we have this church where we are saying, you are Yahweh. You are Yahweh. That joy is coming out because somebody did something somewhere. Praise the Lord. And so in this week, we are reflecting on holistic redemption. Holistic redemption. You can see it up there. And we are using Romans chapter 8, verse 18 to 25. Of course, we'll be reading other readings. But this is the key message. Holistic uh, 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 redemption. We are using this text. And the author of this epistle is Paul, the apostle. Sometimes some call him the, the self-appointed apostle, but the one who met Christ in a personal way in the Damascus encounter when his name was changed from Saul to Paul in Acts chapter 9. And we remember that powerful encounter. It changed Saul and his life. And so later he writes to the church in Rome. The Roman church was started by other Christians, not, not him, not, not Paul. Other Christians who had come to Jerusalem during the Pentecost week, the Pentecost moment. And you know when we talk about Pentecost, it was the coming of the Holy Spirit. So when the Holy Spirit descended upon the disciples, they spoke in tongues and, uh, and they did all things spiritually. And so some people were there and watching them. They were touched by this good news. Remember Peter preaching to many of them coming to Christ over 3,000 in a day. And so among them were people from Rome. Some were Jews and Gentiles. When they went back with that wonderful experience in, in Acts chapter 2, they started a church in Rome. That church multiplied and planted several other congregations in the Roman city. And so Paul is writing to them. And you can see him desiring and said, saying, I have desired to be with you, to come and be with you, to prepare them for mission. But, and the message which Paul is delivering to them is very key to us today as we talk about holistic redemption. Paul's dominant concern in Romans was salvation. Salvation. The topic of salvation is very key to Paul when he writes to the Roman church. Of course, there were Gentiles and there were Jews and all of them had their own divinations for what salvation meant. The Jews had their own thinking and I don't want to go to that, that argument and those discussions, but he's trying to harmonize. They are thinking about salvation and you know salvation is what we are talking about, redemption. It's another word for, 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 for salvation. And the Paul's message is God's reconciliation of the world through the cross of Jesus Christ. Underline this word, reconciliation. He's talking about reconciliation of the world. Kiswahili ni dunia. The world. To, through the cross of Jesus Christ. In Christ, God has worked out 
a reconciliation and is working out to reconcile all people to himself and to one another and also to the self to the self to the self being reconciled to one another to god to one another and to the self you be reconciled to yourself and also being redeemed and reconcil reconciliation through the created order of the world the created order is the nature being reconciled we are going to unpack that paragraph that statement that reconciliation so this gives us a foundation today to reflect on holistic redemption as it's shown in Romans chapter 8 verse 18 to 25 but because i have i do not have much time i'll only unpack two verses that is verse 19 and verse 22 verse 19 the bible says for the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of god to be revealed above there it is talking about i consider that our present sufferings are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed that's niv but for the creation awaits in eager expectation for the children of god to be revealed then verse 22 says we know that the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth upright up to the present time please underline groaning the whole creation has been groaning as in the pains of childbirth creation groaning now when you read this you are tempted to go faster and for those who are bible readers you want to go to the verses which are commonly preached by preachers and that is verse 28 all along to verse 30 39 which talks about uh, being more than conquerors we have had this message about being more than conquerors it's talking about what can separate us from the love of god is it pain is it anger is it war is it whatever many things then he said no not this because we are more than conquerors no i if you listen to that you are tempted to read that part because that is what we hear most being more than conquerors but before you go to that above there is the great holistic redemption when we are redeemed holistically 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 we experience the power within us and we become more than conquerors the word holistically it talks about the total reconciliation holistic it is the whole the whole it is all components and aspects of human life and it also touches the creation reconciliation and i love this topic as i will share dr rebecca i just love this because already you those who follow news they know the kenyan experience which has been there and which has been the news about shakaola shakaola where people were asked to fast and fast until they die and you know they have they were burying the people uh, the, the, they were burying the people and the government did not know about this so the government is exhuming the bodies to find out and we've gone past 300 bodies right now we have even stopped following and following 
those who follow the news, there is that. Because people have come up to teach chaotic messages. You get information and you are one-sided. And you are not keen to grow spiritually. Thank you for choosing this wonderful topic about holistic. So that the church can grow in all dimensions. And understand the Bible message. That it touches all aspects of our life. Why should you fast and fast and fast up to death? Now, uh, be careful not to, not to stop fasting, okay? Because I can teach you and then you, t you get the wrong message. It's three, four days uh, and then you come back. Hello, are we together? Yes, but these ones, they fasted and you know, the pastor asked the people, you get all your belongings and your wealth and then you sell and you bring the money to the church. Then now you go through fasting to meet God. And this pastor was not fasting himself to die. Pastor was <laughs> this is that was chaotic message. So holistic, holistic is the total. You need to understand that the whole, the, all the components and aspects of human life and the creation. We have two ways to understand holistic redemption from this passage. Number one, and I'll explain it a little bit before I go to number two. Number one is Genesis chapter three. It's about the fall of humanity, the fall. That is man, the fall of man. And because of language, we talk about humanity and its consequences. Genesis chapter three. The bottom line is that sin has caused all creation to fall from the present state into which God created it. Sin has come. And therefore, the world is in bondage to death and decay so that it cannot fulfill its intended purpose. If you are reading, the reading we read, I'm just expounding the verses. And so when God created the earth, the plants, the animals, and the other aspects of material, of creation, God declared them to be good. When you read the creation from Genesis, he created this and this and this. It's good. He declared it's good. What was the meaning of the good? It meant that things were living in peace. There was peace in existence of the creation. There was peace. But because of sin in Romans chapter 8 verse 20, when you read in Genesis chapter 3, you see what happened to Adam and Eve after they ate the fruit. We are told that all nature is depicted in Romans chapter 20 as a victim of sin. And I know you know the meaning of the word victim. It becomes a victim of sin. Verse 20 of the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 20. For the creation was subjected to frustration, not by its own choice, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope. Because God is a God who is a God who, is, who has justice, a just God. He does not bend on one side or the other. When sin came, then we, Adam and Eve and the creation had to suffer all this. And so holistic Redemption is about the relationship between Adam and God, which was broken. And through Christ on the cross is being restored.
if you put Adam in the middle of a circle, then you draw a line upward and you put another circle above there and then you put in God. Please picture with me. You have Adam down and God up. And then you have an arrow, which has two sides, there is communication. Because of sin, that fellowship was broken. And you find them running away. They are not in the garden. And God is coming to look for them. Because the fellowship is broken. Restoration brings God and man, humanity, us human beings, for fellowship. That fellowship is restored. And then if you continue the same diagram, and on the right, in the middle, but towards the right, you put another circle, and then you write others, meaning other people, and then draw another line. You find that restoration means the man and another person, humanity. That, that fellowship was broken. There is a lot of blame. When Adam is asked, where are you? He says, we are here. And what happened? Then he says, the woman you gave me, the blame game starts. Blame game starts. There are things which can happen and start saying, Abana, this one is not ours. This is not ours. This is not ours. You see people behave like that. Something can happen and you start saying, people, yes, start, start, people start saying, this one is not ours, but this is ours. What is that? Breaking relationship. But in God, we are one. The Bible says in the New Testament, in Christ, there is no Jew or Greek. There is no, no Gentile. There is no man or woman. Because we are one. We are, we are brothers and sisters. I like, I like this. I like this. We are one. Why are you listening to me? You, you don't see the bishop from Kenya, but you are hearing the good news because we are brothers and sisters. Hallelujah. When you find yourself going to the far end and saying, this one is not ours. If I say that in Kiswahili, uh, this one, who you see where to? Who you see where to? You can put it in your, in your mother tongue. It, it sounds very strong. It is a uh, elements of discrimination. That fellowship was broken. And Jesus on the cross is bringing us together as brothers and sisters. We become one. We become one. We become one. And in unity, we share resources, we share talents, we serve one another. And I don't want to go deeper and deeper in that because whatever talent you have, you serve other people. If you have a shop and you put in goods to sell, you don't eat all the goods. You don't consume, you put them for us. The person who made these garments I'm wearing is a tailor. And so the tailor is also preaching here because I'm wearing this. Are we together? So we are one, we share one, we are one. That relationship was broken and Jesus came to restore that. We continue the same diagram because above is God, in the middle is Adam or humanity. One side we have put other people. Let us go on the other side. The other side you put another circle and you write the self, self, S-E-L-F. Self is you. Adam is also being reconciled to himself. You are reconciled to yourself through Christ. Why are people getting depression? Why are people getting stress? Why are people resigning from jobs and finding that it's too hard? Why are bosses trying to put pressure on others and sometimes on the wrong way? And I'm not encouraging laziness because I am also in charge of people. Okay. 
So why do these things happen? Sometimes because of selfish gains, sometimes because, or sometimes because you have a conflict between yourself and you understand things by reflecting on yourself and implicating on others. Implicating that on that. So you find that you are in crisis and Christ came to restore, to restore you, to restore you, to make you to be the you God intended from the beginning. That's why the Bible says we are fearfully and wonderfully meant. We walk our shoulders high because we are fearfully and wonderfully meant. I hear people mention their ages. I am these years old. I'm this, and sometimes they do it to intimidate others. When I find they want to intimidate me, I stand up and I say, and everybody was born at the timing of God. So even if I am the youngest, I am also fearfully and wonderfully meant. And I encourage myself. Don't, don't allow yourself to be... Timothy was told, don't allow others to look down upon your youth. You are fearfully and wonderfully meant. So they start that restoration. But when you are not re re reconciled to Christ and to yourself, then you find there are crises. You want people to accept you this way. You say, I will not eat because they did not do me this and things like that. That is wrong. You need holistic, holistic redemption. We have not finished the diagram because we've not drawn an arrow downwards. From the middle, you go down. And the downwards, you write another circle, you draw another circle, and write there, the creation or nature or environment. Because all this is happening in the world which God created Adam and Eve and he put them there and the Bible says to tend the garden, to take care of it and to guard it. And that is being good stewards. When his sin came, then the environment suffered. They had to cut trees and get leaves to cover themselves. The trees were being used for food. And for other things. But now they had to do other things. And even today we say, we have more people destroying the environment than those taking care of it. The environment is suffering. And you know all this. People are there trying to redeem the environment. God's salvation through Jesus Christ came so that we may experience holistic, holistic redemption. And in this service, I'll say something I did not say to the other services. For those who, lead in this, who are listening to this sermon for the third time. Because this is the last service and I don't mean to waste time. But you have an advantage. My professor, who was Reverend C.B. Peter, is now late. And I, I respect him for that. In St. Paul's University. One time he preached. He preached. I invited him in Machakos where I was the provost. Makuen was not created by then. And it was a Christmas, a Christmas carol service. And he preached three services, the way I'm preaching here. In the morning service, in the noon service, in the evening service with the candles. And this was a powerful message. He said this. I always remember he said, the death, the birth of Christ, the birth of Christ was a mission to reconcile nature, humanity, and all what God created. And he started during the birth of Jesus. The birth itself, just that incident of the birth of Jesus. All were represented. Humanity was represented. They were there to witness. Who were there? Joseph and Mary. They represented humanity. Because he had a mission to save humanity. All the animals were represented. 
Which animals were there? He was born in... You remember? Have you forgotten? He was born in... A major. What do you find there? The animals, the cows. You talk about the sheep and all that. They were there. They were there to represent the other creation. Remember, this is from a professor, C.B. Peter. He interpreted this and looked, wow. And he said, the plants were there. The plants were there. I was wondering, how are they there? And he asked us, what do the cows eat? They eat grass. And the good thing with the cows, they eat even during the night. They continue eating. Okay. They, they bring back the food they ate in the day. Well, now, scientists, you need to explain this. This is not for me. And they continue chewing the cud. They chew the cud. And some farmers put more grass and plants to continue feeding the cows and the animals even during the night. So plants were represented. You are wondering... Now, we'll, when we talk about the world, we go further and talk about the universe. What is the universe? The universe is the solar system where we have the, 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 the sun, the moon, the stars, and all that. Uh, the, the, uh? So these, they were represented. How are they represented? Look at this, and this is the most exciting part of this story. When they refused to give him space in a nice place to be born, and he was taken to the, to, to, to the major. There was no light. The Bible says that God chose one of the stars. And the star came down and it led the wise people. And it went up to the place where the child was born. I'm saying the uh, caro verses normally say in Christmas in my mother tongue. So I'm actually thinking now in Kikamba. I'm thinking in Ikikamba. I've stopped, I've stopped seeing thinking in, in English. <laughs> so you can say the way you say the verses during Christmas. The star, one of the stars led the wise men up to where the child was born. The star was the one like the compass, the north, the south, the east, and it was leading them. So the star represented the heavenly bodies, the heavenly bodies, and it brought light. You can imagine. And there was no bill for electricity for Mary and Joseph. There was no bill. God can do it differently. <laughs> Hallelujah! God can do it differently. There was, they never had a nice place, but now God provides electricity. He provides light. And there's no bills. And they were there. And then there were gifts to be given. Because when a king is born, when a, when a king is born, People have to celebrate. They need to be a choir. The Bible says the angels, eh, the shepherds came from wherever they came in the hills. And they came and they saw the child and worshipped him. And then there was the angels. Heavenly bodies again came, the divine. And they meant a choir. You need to know your Bible. There was a choir. If the present comes, we need to sing. We need to sing. Jesus is the king. Haya, haya, haya. Are you getting something? Yes. There was, there was the music. And so there it is. And then gifts have to be given. And they're not simple gifts. Eh? Gold, mar, and frankincense. You remember that? Yes, they were exchanged. Let us clap for Jesus. Let us clap for Jesus. He comes for holistic ministry. Holistic redemption. 
and the creation, the human beings, the plants, and everybody will receive this salvation. And that is why in one place, when he was told, Jesus, tell these people to keep quiet. He said, if they keep quiet, the stones will sing. The stones will wake up and sing. The stones will serve me. You remember that statement? When he came down from Olive, Mount Olive, and he went down to the temple during the Palm Sunday, and the, the Pharisees were trying to help Jesus, teacher, tell your people to keep quiet. They are praising you and there is another king. They say you are a king. Blessed is the king who comes on a donkey riding. Come on, you are not the king, Jesus. And he said, come on, if they keep quiet, the stones will wake up and praise me. And so Jesus, Jesus is our king. By the way, he has called you by grace. And this is what Romans is saying. We are here by grace. You know what is grace? The unmerited favor. Unmerited favor. Not because you are the best. Not because, but God has looked at you and he has said to let you understand this word. And that's why you are talking about Jesus as your Lord and Savior for those who are saved. And for those who are not saved, please, you are listening to this because God loves you. God loves you. God loves you. He loves you. He put the will in you in the morning to come and listen. He joined you to a fellowship because he loves you. He wants you to experience the holistic redemption. And so redemption in this aspect means the total person is being uh, saved, is being redeemed. And you know the word redeemed also means he paid the price. He paid it. He paid it. Da, 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 da. Da, 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 da. Da, da, da. Da, 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 da. Again, Jesus paid it all. Oh, my Sin had left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. He paid it all. Hallelujah. He paid it all for Francis Matui. This bishop, he paid it all for you. Why don't you come in and get it? It is all for you. It is all for you. He paid it all. Free of charge. Uh, free of charge. It is yours. Why delay? Why delay? Why? Why delay? He paid it for you. Holistic. Now I am going to part two of holistic. Part two of holistic redemption. There is another understanding of holistic redemption. And this refers to our total salvation, again using the word total, but now concentrating on the individual, the individual person, the individual human being. And I can summarize this by explaining it through Matthew chapter 22, verse 36 to 39, where Jesus gives us the summary of the law. The Ten Commandments is summarized into two. And the summary of this law says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And other Bibles talk about strength. Where there is mind, other Bibles translate as strength. Love the Lord with all your heart. So holistic redemption is the heart, the heart, your heart, receiving Christ. Love the Lord with all your heart. Everybody loves to be loved. Everybody loves to be loved. Loved. Even the bishop. When this wonderful lady told me, yes, I accept. Oh, I felt, oh, yes. 
Everybody, isn't it? Yeah, even the very serious men, they love to be loved. <laughs> Everybody. The messenger started to come in Kiswahili now, not Kikamba. Everybody, Kiswahili, kila mtu. Kila mtu anapenda kupendwa. Everybody. I love you. Oh, you feel yes. I love you with all my... Oh, you say, I love you with all my mind. The heart. The love. I love you with all my heart. Jesus is saying now that which you say, I love you with all my heart. It is for God first. That heart, and you know the heart is what, the heart is what you, you prefer. You put in the heart what you prefer most. What you prefer most, there are many things I'm saying in this pulpit, but already your heart is speaking what you want to pick. What you prefer most is what you pick. You put in your heart. Your heart, you choose the information. And the Bible says also, where your treasure is, is where your heart is. So God wants us to treasure him so that our heart can be with him. Treasure. So holistic redemption is about allowing God in your heart, the heart, your heart. I know I'm preaching in a cathedral and I've stayed in the cathedral for seven years and another moment for another seven years, 14. But can we relax a little bit and do, we do some exercise? Come on, relax. Breathe in, breathe in, <laughs> out. Where is the heart? Let us touch our heart. Love the Lord with your God with all your heart. I'm, I'm touching alone. Let us relax. Love the Lord with all your heart. You know when you do a message, you never forget. Love the Lord with all your heart. That heart. Then we say, love the Lord with all your soul. Where is the soul? Where is the soul? The soul is in the blood. Life. The blood is life. When your blood is there, it's out, then there is no life. So it is all over. Love the Lord with all your soul. It is all over. We start with the heart. Love the Lord, the Lord your God with all your heart. Then with all your soul. And the last one, at least you know where the mind is. And with all your mind. Yes. So the first one is heart, then soul, and then mind. Loving the Lord with all that. The soul, the second component, component is about life. Life. Life is what everybody is looking for. Maisha mema, maisha. Life. You come to town to look for life. You go to the garden, you are, you are looking for life. You look for a job, you are looking for life. You want a wonderful family for life. You want children for life. You want whatever for life, for life. And life is from the zero years to the last day on earth. Zero to the last. So, when you, if you need life, you put God first. Loving God with all your soul is about your life. Loving God when you are young, your childhood. Uh, loving God, I'm already reminding some of you where you passed. So loving God in, with your youthfulness, youthfulness, youthfulness. Some of us went all over preaching. During our youthfulness, we said we want to preach Christ all over in our youthfulness because it was passing. And now, loving the Lord with all your marriage life or with all the state in which you are in, with all your job. 
loving the Lord with all your children, loving the Lord with all your workmates, loving the Lord with all your worshippers in the church, loving the Lord. Every place you love the Lord. The Bible says with all your soul. is not only during their youthful stage. Uh -huh. Some have remembered the way they used to pray and fast in their past life. They were very serious prayer warriors. They were not even waiting for the pastor to ask who is going to read the first reading. They came around, they said, Pastor, I am doing the reading. Pastor, I have a song. Pastor, today somebody is sick in hospital. Are we going, Pastor? Pastor, Pastor, this is the church. I want to give my money for the church and all that. At the time when they were young, uh -huh. what has happened? What has happened? What has happened? It is here. The Bible says God told the children of Israel, when you enter the land which I have promised to your forefathers, be careful not to forget. I'm answering what has happened. All the things I taught you. And he says, when you cultivate or you dig your gardens and you plant and uh, you grow the seeds and uh, you harvest them and uh, you build granaries and uh, you store the food. I'm summarizing a sermon I preach somewhere. And uh, you cook the food. The Bible records and you eat. And it records and you are satisfied. Be careful not to forget. Because we forget in the days of plenty. You are asking me what happened. The days of plenty. It becomes, it becomes the moment we shift away from the Lord. We shift away. Somebody was in the choir is no longer in the choir. Somebody was in an intercessor is no longer interceding. And no wonder there are some issues around you. You can see them. Your spiritual eyes are seeing. Look at what's happened. These things are happening because after that process, you forgot the Lord. And he said, he said himself that when you enter that land, everybody as a land is entering. There's a land you entered in your life. And if you forget, oh, Francis Matui Bishop, Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nine, in the year 2016, when the big crowd gathered and they said they have a bishop and I was there ashamed when I was passing through the crowd. They were standing, clapping and saying, we have a young bishop. Bishop is here. I looked at 10,000 people during the consecration. You know how Anglicans do it. I looked and said, I, what is this? What am I going to do to these people? No wonder the Anglicans have a tradition where they hold your aunt this way and the other. Because there is a history of bishop running away during the consecration. You look at the people and you look, what is this? And then you, you run away. You, they, where is the candidate? He's no longer to be found. When they were taking us through the earth, I said one thing, Father in heaven, you know exactly my salvation. You know I love you. You know my journey since the time I met Bishop Nzimbi and he bought me the first coat, the jacket. Lord, I am starting my tenure as a bishop when I am saved. I want by the time I'll be handing over the pastoral staff, 
I want to be fully saved and truly saved and truly saved and truly saved. I don't know what I'm saying in this church. I don't know what I'm telling you. I'm saying something to you. Hallelujah. Holistic transformation. The soul has to be saved. You have to connect with God. We can get to positions and we have power and absolute power corrupts absolutely. You know these things. Yes. We can, we can, we can have all what we have and we forget the Lord. But God is telling us, love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, and the third component is with all your mind. Now, mind is the strength. Now, you can go on with the bit I've stopped with the soul. Because you can go not only during the time you are serving, even at the time you are retiring. For those who have retired or for those who are doing their own personal jobs, even personal jobs, sometimes in the old age you slow down. Even at that time, you still need to continue loving the Lord. Let your grandchildren see this man, this woman loves the Lord. At the time the coffin is going down the grave, the coffin, whether the bishop is throwing the soil to soil, dust to dust, whoever is doing the service, the priest, that person, they can testify and say, here lies a man of God, a woman of God. He has loved the Lord with all his soul. Here, 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 here. Mr. Thomas Malinda. Mr. Thomas Malinda, you don't know that name, but we know it in Makueni. Mr. Thomas Malinda loved the Lord. When we buried him, we could see, and still we have, we have physical things, spiritual things we are seeing in Makueni. If you remove Mr. Thomas Malinda from Makueni, Makueni will not be at houses. Some congregation will be closed because his contribution is enormous. Coming from a very humble background, he went around buying land with all what he had. And he came from, a, now the other congregation, I said that I have no time. He, he had moments when he, he, he used to share a shirt with his brothers. You know, in the rural setup, when you want to go to town and you, have, you don't have a better clothing, you ask the shirt from your brother or your sister or a neighbor. Give me your shirt. We are going to Kambala. <laughs> Mr. Thomas Malita told me this story. I preached in one of the congregations he planted. And then I was talking about Agai. How the book of Agai says, go to the mountain, cut the trees, come and build my house. Because you are staying in good paneled houses. But my house is in ruins. I preached this and after coming down from the pulpit, he called me. Come, come. Today we are traveling in my car. You don't know what you are preached. I understood this message in 1975. And I have committed myself to that passage alone. Because I used to share with my brothers the shirt in the family for going to Nairobi. That's the shirt we used to wear. And the blanket. You remember the blanket? The one blanket in the family. When the museum, when the museum goes to the market, the blanket, and it delays in the night, all of you will sleep in the... Okay, okay. I need to stop this. And other blankets, you pull... you. Have you slept and then you are pulling the blanket on one side and the other one pulls on one side and the other one on one side? <laughs> ah, this story is only me who experienced. So <laughs> but God is good, loving God holistically. He comes for your redemption. Yes, Mr. Malinda said, when you see me with the several cars, when you see me with a thousand acres of land, when you see me with the animals, beef cows, where I take to Nairobi shore. When you see me with the dairy, dairy, and he has his own dairy in the farm. When you see me with all the tractors, don't say that they have come from the Lord. 
has raised me. I have recorded everything. There is no corruption. I did politics. When they never elected me the right way, I resigned. And I came down to do. And then he, during his death, he had given us a big land, which today we still have the land. 12 acres in a town. 12 acres in a town. I don't know whether you are hearing English. 12 acres in town. In town. And then he got, he got his own money. He tithed. The only person I saw with a bank account for his tithing written by that, those times the bankers accepted. I saw the, the card. Said, Mr. The, the account name was Mr. Malinda and God. You people, you are not hearing this message. I better stop. You are not hearing this message. Account name, Mr. Malinda and God. And then he used to put it, because when he give a million shillings here, the client will say, we have seen the hand of, <laughs> they may stop everything, because they have seen the hand of God. He opened an account, he brought in the bishop as a signatory, and when he was dying, he introduced Bishop Joseph Kanuku and said, this money is for building that project. I have done the ground floor, the first floor. You finish. Bishop Kanuko retired, I came in. When he was telling him these words, I was there. I did not know that I would be the bishop. Now, I have gathered the dust of Makwen together. We have raised 52 million Kenya shillings to complete the structure started by one man. One man. I don't know whether you have heard that statement. The whole dust of 15,000 Christians, we are all of us concentrating on one project which was started by one man. I wish all of us can experience holistic transformation and you see how we can contribute to the work of the Lord. How we can serve the Lord. We are like a sleeping giant church. Church, are you hearing me? We are like a sleeping giant. All of us, if one person can do that and he has a mind like yours, you only need to subject your mind, having the Lord, you are God, with all your mind, you are all your strength and you, you give to the Lord you all your mind. The Lord connects you to resources. He connects you to ideas. He connects you to skills. He connects you to a life. And you attract resources for yourself and for the ministry of the Lord. Yes. By the way, God says, ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened. Yes, it is him. When I pray that, sometimes I tell, I tell him, and God, you never cheat. So I am asking. I am You are, you are our father. My father can be limited. The earthly father. But you, you have everything. So I am asking. I, you people. <laughs> now, let us go to the other part. Holistic redemption is about the mind, the strength. And that's about your life, your strength. And the strength is what you spend your energy on, your resources, your money, your time, your investment. God wants that to be touched to. Invest in him and experience God. Are we together, church? In conclusion, therefore, our main lesson which we are learning is holistic redemption is about the work of Christ on the cross. To be redeemed in total. Christ did for us great things. He redeemed us. What he has done, we cannot pay back. 
but we participate in responding, responding back to his love. Holistic. He is revealed the salvation. He is revealing it today. And it will be in the culmination of his coming when it will be completed, the revealing, when we shall live forever and ever. But you need to be in the journey. You need to get into this vehicle. Some of you, the Lord is calling you for ministry and you, are, you still have not said yes. The Lord wants to upgrade your serving to him. Some of you, and you are hearing this voice very clearly, but you are still staying back. Your age is catching up very fast. You used to say, I'll be, I'll be a pastor. You said, I'll help in the choir. You said, but some are still staying back. The Lord is calling you to experience holistic redemption, to experience him. Why should you wait? And it continues lingering in your mind. At the time when he comes back, he's coming to complete the holistic. May the Lord help you and help me to serve him and give your life to him. Let us stand up for prayer. Let us stand up for prayer. Oh, church, let us stand up for prayer. Let us stand up for prayer. I want us to pray very quickly, very quickly. And I want us to, we are closing our eyes. Please, kindly, kindly, kindly just, just obey the bishop. I want to pray for, for you. I want to pray for several of us in a special way. Father, we thank you so much for your love. Thank you for your word. Thank you for who you are. Thank you that you have come so that we may experience holistic redemption. You paid it all for us. And you want us, Lord, to enjoy this benefit by receiving you into our hearts and serving you. You want us to upgrade our service, not to stay back because the church is like a sleeping giant. When we give ourselves to you, you use us for ministry. Oh Lord, we worship you, we thank you. Brother, sister, as we pray, I want to ask this question kindly. You are here and the Lord is speaking to you that you've not given your life to Christ. I want to pray for you very fast. Are you there? Raise up your hand. You want to say, Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want to experience this holistic redemption. Yes, raise up your hand. And don't fear anything. I can see an hand. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, may God bless you. Please say no to the devil. Say no to the devil. Kindly I request you. This voice, you will ever hear it. Bishop asking you, kindly raise, raise up your hand. We pray for you. Experience this holistic redemption in your life. You can see some areas in your life where you are in the land of plenty or you are experiencing things because something went wrong. Just raise up your hand. We pray for you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these dear ones raising up their hands. Thank you, Lord, for you love them. Thank you because, Lord, you have seen them and you have spoken to them through your Holy Spirit. I surround them with the fire of the Holy Spirit. And I pray that this day you write their names in the book of life. And Lord, you, you continue to grow them in this journey of salvation. I pray that you bless their life and you be with them. Brothers, we want to commit our needs into the hands of the Lord also. Any need, anything you have, raise, raise your hand to the Lord. Raise up your hand. Yes, thank you. You, you know yourself. Thank you, Lord. 
Heavenly Father, I commit the needs of these dear ones to you. I'm also raising my hand, Almighty God, because of my intercessor and treasurer, Mr. Peter Ndetro, who is not feeling well and is sick and is in Imata Hospital in Nairobi. Lord, as we raise our hands for the sick, for as we raise our hands for the children, for our children, as we raise our hands for our church, as we raise our hands, Almighty God, for our personal needs, I pray that you minister to each one of us. Holistic redemption. May we experience you in a special way. Come down and break the yoke of Satan in Jesus' name in our lives, O oh Lord. Jesus, you died on the cross so that we may experience salvation. May it be for us. We claim this in your name. And I pray that you break the yoke of Satan and give life to all of us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Let us take down our hands. The last group I want to pray with are those who, want, who are filling their hearts that they want to upgrade their service to the Lord. You upgrade. Some of you, God is calling you for priesthood or to serve in the church, others to the choir, others to upgrade. You, just, you have just been sitting all through in your life. You want to say, Lord, I want to go back to the beginning. Raise up your hand, I pray with you. Raise up your hand. Thank you, thank you. I am going very quickly. Please don't be passed by this. Yes, 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 yes. Thank you, Father. Heavenly Father, I pray for your servants who are raising up their hands. Oh Lord, you call people for ministry. And they can see clearly where you are calling them. I pray that you minister to their hearts. Minister to them in a special way. Remember them, God. Break every yoke of Satan in their lives in Jesus' name. And create them anew. 